Hello and welcome to Cavell Group's Cloud Conversations podcast. My name is Patrick Watson. I'm a senior analyst here at Cavell Group. And today's episode of the podcast builds up to our CloudCom Summit London event, which takes place back in person on the 9th of March. The event will cover a range of emerging topics as we enter an exciting new era for the communications industry. Today, I am delighted to be joined by special guest, Jeff Boslam, Senior Director, Head of SP and Partner Collaboration in EMEA for Cisco, who are one of the event's gold sponsors. How are you today, Jeff? Uh, fantastic, thanks, Patrick. Uh, thanks for having me back. Really excited uh, to do this one face-to-face again. It'd be good to see everyone in person in London in a few weeks. Yeah, well, I think everyone is is looking forward to being uh, back in back at real in-person events. And, and I wanted to talk to you because you are really on the coalface of, of technology and Cisco's partner channel and service provider channel. And I wanted to get an indication of some of those key collaboration trends that, that you think are really valuable to the, the partner and service providers that you deal with every day. Uh, before I delve into the collaboration, I'll, I'll just probably phrase it in a higher state, in a, in a, in a higher level, and that is we've seen digitization at a pace we've never seen before. Well, we've really, really moved fast over the last couple of years, um, yeah, driven on the back of a need to, um, and that's challenged our service providers and our partners, but our service providers to need to find a way to move faster, much faster, faster than they've probably ever done before. And, um, and as they've looked to you know, help the world digitize um, and for them to get greater speed, it's been one of those balances where they've had to you know, build some capability, they've had to partner for some capability, maybe had to buy some capability. And um, really important that through this transition for the service provider that uh, they don't sacrifice their value in, in an effort for speed right, that, um, that the short-term gains um, uh, don't have a, a long-term impact. And this really was highlighted to me. I was reading a report on CPaaS, so obviously our, um, our platform we, we purchased through IMI, I was reading some information around that, and Gartner brought out an interesting study, a bit scary, um, and they looked at, you know, the top five tech companies, and they looked at the top five service providers, and then looked at the market performance, and, and the grat was the the graph was divergent and growing in terms of the gap of the the um, market performance of the service provider versus the um, the top five tech, and it really drove home the importance in our conversation when we're having conversations with our with our service providers of the need to ensure that we give them a chance to bring their value, that they have a chance to bring their differentiation, so that we you know we we plot that path to success together. So really important, you know, through this digitization of, of, of how we look at that. And one of the things that we've worked really hard at is ensuring that, you know, as partnering in is in Cisco's DNA, um, that we do this digitization in conjunction, you know, with our with our service providers, that we we do it in a way that brings their DNA with it and brings their differentiation uh, along. Um, and uh, and if we look at then, you know, a couple of areas where We've had a lot of conversations with our service providers and our partners over the last, you know, um, 18, 24 months around what's changing and what's driving that that speed of change. Firstly, is the the, the change in the way we work. I mean, the hybrid work is the new buzz phrase. 
I don't think we're kind of all there yet. I think we've still got a fair bit of work from home. I don't think we've got the full hybrid experience yet. But um, what we have seen uh, in that move to hybrid work that, you know, good enough isn't good enough. You know, what, what we might have used to get us to a place where we could remain productive, you know, through the pandemic and need to work from home uh, isn't going to be good enough that takes us into the hybrid work. And, you know, one of the, the telling factors here is this, you know, this great resignation we're seeing we're organised where people are saying, I'm choosing to go somewhere else, you know, and, and uh, you know, the tools, the engagement, the way I'm working with you isn't how I want to. And, and so therefore, you know, a real big opportunity for us and our service providers to get right is what does hybrid work look like in the future? How do we make it better than just good enough? How do we make it very, very compelling? Um, the other one we're seeing uh, a, a big change is around our customer interactions. And we all know that we've uh, interacted with our own um, suppliers, whether it be how we buy groceries or uh, shop online has changed massively. And, and you know, really making sure that we make every interaction matter. And another area, another stat here that, that's quite telling is, you know, 80% of businesses say they deliver an extraordinary or a superior experience. But when you ask the customers, only 8% agree. And so, um, you know, we're seeing these two areas because of digitization move very, very quickly. Hybrid work, where we're seeing the great resignation because we, we're not providing experience the employee wants. And we're seeing this customer experience that, you know, our perception of what we deliver versus the customer's perception is diverging. And uh, they're fantastic areas where the service provider can really differentiate and really create, you know, this great digital value for our customers. There's a couple of really interesting pieces you've, you've picked out there. And I think the, the digitization piece is key. And obviously my question, I start on collaboration, but you're right, the digitization process or digital transformation, which is another one of those buzzwords that's out there, that really is, it's disrupting a lot of industries. And you get these technology native digital disruptors and the prime examples are always accommodation. You look at Airbnb or transport and you look at Uber. And businesses in every vertical are now thinking the best way to protect ourselves from this is to improve our technologies and digitize our businesses. From a, from a technology partner perspective, so from those service providers who are serving those customers, you mentioned a couple of key areas there, the importance of customer service and importance of hybrid working solutions. What can service providers do to ensure that they're protecting their end customers potentially from, from this disruption? What do, what do they have to think about? Yeah, well, I mean... The, the example you mentioned there around Airbnb, um, you know, they made every apartment, every hotel um, uh, just a, a supplier. It wasn't, you know, the rule that value was removed and Airbnb become the value point. You know, the service provider wants to stop that. They don't want to become just the aggregator, just the network. You know, when they've got to t tie their assets, um, you know, deeply into the solutions that they're providing. So as they build a hybrid work solution, they build a customer interaction solution, that it has to take all of their goodness, all of their DNA, you know, and, and bring those assets, you know, whether it's as the network, the SD-WAN, the MPLS, the internet, or whether it's, um, you know, voice and video, whether it's mobile and SMS, whether it's their, you know, their operation systems, their management systems, which create tremendous scale, they need to tie those into 
uh, their offerings so that they're no longer um, just an aggregator or don't become just an aggregator. Sorry, they're not one now, but they don't become just an aggregator and, um, and get left behind in this digital transaction that their assets um, are really, really deeply integrated. And we're talking about disruption. So I think one thing that I have been, you know, sort of thinking about for quite a while in the communications industry is what's going to be the sort of next wave of disruption directly within the communication sphere. And uh, I'm going to bring up the metaverse, which I realize is going to, I'm going to require you to look into your, your, your Jeff Boslin crystal ball a bit. But we, we've effectively already seen a lot of disruption in communications and, and video has been one and obviously Cisco were absolutely at the forefront of that. How, how far are we away from meeting as, as holograms in the future or as, or as avatars? I've been wondering about this for a while, and I know Cisco, you've already done some work in terms of augmented reality, where for collaborative purposes, uh, organisations can can look at 3D models and and those sort of projections and that sort of thing. How far do you think we are from disruption from that sort of the, the sort of realms of mixed reality within a communication sense? Uh, the time frame uh, for those changes. Have a think about, but firstly, on the metaverse, uh, I don't think we can overestimate the impact. It's going to be huge, like it's going to be massive. Um, uh, but I am going to throw in Amara's law here and says we yeah, we tend to overestimate in the short term and underestimate in the long term. And and the metaverse for business collaboration is definitely going to see that. I think we're going to see maybe a bit of hype early that it's going to you know revolutionise everything and then take some time, but. In the end, it, it certainly will. I um, uh, I presented back when I was in Australia, before I moved over to um, Europe, uh, I was working for Cisco ANZ and I had the chance to present at, a, at an event. And uh, I brought up the uh, idea of what collaboration might look like into the future. And I did it on the back of watching my son. He was, I don't know, 13 or 14 years old at the time uh, and massive into Fortnite. And yeah, watching him collaborate with his friends um, uh, as an avatar and, you know, just thinking about it, not as a game, but as a problem solving technique, you know, it's, there's a shrinking world. There's a time frame that goes on. There are knowns and unknowns. There are people you're working with. There's people you're working against. Um, uh, uh, and just what an amazing platform it was for collaboration, how, how um, much my son was able to embrace it. Right. And, um, and I just, I've just watched him play the game and how, you know, you could quickly fail fast, right? And how you could repeat and all the norms that I would do anytime I was collaborating to problem solve were broken down. Um, and uh, the idea you could, you know, do it that way, I found amazing. And I kind of thought, well, you know, when he hits the workforce, now he's still a few years away from hitting the workforce, his comfort level with a metaverse collaboration is completely different to mine. Yeah, I mean, I, I grew up in a whiteboard era where we all went into the one room and we spoke to each other face to face. And, and so I think we're going to see an acceleration just out of an acceptance. The next generation of the workforce um, are very, very comfortable, you know, in that full metaverse immersiveness. Um, but that doesn't mean we, we're not seeing it already. As, as you pointed out, you know, we've made a number of acquisitions to bring certain capability in. I love translation services. Right, the ability for you know my meetings to be translated uh, when I'm working across here um, 
in in Europe, many many languages, uh, it becomes just a very simple but powerful um, use of of AI, or whether it's a clear voice technology. You know, we've all worked from home with the barking barking dogs and all that type of stuff, but taking that one step further, that when we return to the office, when we're having a conversation, the only person you're going to want to hear is me. You're not going to want to hear my colleague sitting to the left of me and the colleague sitting to the right of me. And so therefore, I only want to project my voice. And so those types of um, bringing AI and bringing that, you know, digital experience and the, and the physical experience together, I think is really important. And, you know, recently that's holograms, hologram technology. So you can visualise things in, in certain ways. So I think we're going to see lots and lots of these iterations over the the coming um, you know, months and years as we embrace a more digital environment. When we reach the, you know, full metaverse and, and we're all avatars, I, I wish I could predict the time frame, Francesca. I mean, you'd probably place some bets. Um, I don't know what it is, but I do I do believe that somewhere in the future, whether it's 10 or 20 years out, um, it's going to be uh, much bigger than we ever expected. Yeah, well, it will be really interesting to see. And as you said, it's never a, an abs- a finite thing. It's always a progression and an evolution. Um, but it was fantastic to hear, hear your thoughts, Jeff, and what Cisco are doing uh, in some of these uh, emerging areas. We're out of time on the podcast today. But if you want to hear more from Jeff and understand more about what Cisco are doing across all of those emerging areas and within collaboration and, and cloud communications, uh, there are some tickets still left for the CloudCom Summit. As I said, it takes place uh, next uh, next month on the 9th of March in person uh, in the Leonardo Royal Hotel, London, St. Paul. So if you're interested in finding out more about the event and grabbing those last few tickets, head over to cavalgroup.com forward slash events. That's it for today, though. Jeff, thank you so much for joining me. Really appreciate chatting to you. Thank you very much. It's a pleasure. Uh, if you want to find out more about Cisco, obviously you can catch Jeff and the, and the team at the event or for the meantime, head to their website at webex.com. That's it for today's podcast, though. Thanks again to Jeff for joining me and to Cisco for sponsoring this year's CloudCom Summit. Until next time, it's goodbye from Cavell. <laughs>